Welcome to the CBA Grain Exchange Podcast. This is your host, Luke Beckman, Grain Sales Manager for Central Valley Ag. During this podcast, we dissect the latest USDA updates and discuss other key market features. Every month, you will hear from different members of the CBA Grain Team on what trends we are seeing in the marketplace and solutions to current marketing challenges. 2020 is in the rear view. We're looking ahead to 2021. Welcome to the CBA Grain Exchange. Luke Beckman here. I'm your host. We're sitting down with Doug Lewis today. Doug's a grain specialist out of our Tomorrow location, and we are going to discuss the fireworks that we saw today in the January 12th reports. That's the supply and demand updates from the USDA, as well as the quarterly stocks report for green in all positions as of December 1st. So uh, pretty crazy stuff. We're going to get to that. But first, Doug, welcome to the CVA Grain Exchange. Thank you, Luke. Doug, tell us a little bit about your background. I've been in the grain industry for 20 years. I've been with CVA for two years in March. I'm working in a tomorrow branch. What uh, what would you say some of your you know hallmark things are, Doug, that you've uh, learned about the grain industry here uh, in your in your time in the industry? To expect the unexpected. I also understand that you are uh, uh, use options quite a bit in you know your risk management for your producers. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, I do. I'm a licensed commodity broker for RCG. And uh, we use a lot of options to manage risk here, and it always leaves us some flexibility in times like today. Yeah, and we're going to get into that a little bit more. Really, volatility as it relates to some of the options and things that you're doing can really work well uh, for the producers. So we're going to get into that more a little bit later after we discuss the markets. Um, but first, Doug, before we get there, uh, one of CVA's core values that we have is people. How do you see that core value applied in your workday today? I think CVA has a good group of people and we all seem to work together as a team. Everybody's always willing to pitch in and help out wherever needed. Yeah, I certainly have that team aspect, different people involved in taking care of the producer uh, in the grain side of our business, but of course, other aspects of our business, agronomy, feed, energy, uh, really an opportunity to take care of the farmer at all levels and people, both internal, uh, our teammates and our peers at the company, uh, and certainly the people side of the business with our producers. Uh, So very important to customer intimacy and uh, what CVA tends to focus on uh, with our producer base. But uh, let's dive into the numbers, Doug. Uh, Just a crazy set of information today. Uh, Corn was limit higher on uh, the news today, and really that came from a combination of adjustments. The USDA went back and actually upped their feed and residual usage number for the 19 crop. If you remember, we had a pretty surprising September stocks report this last fall. Uh, where stocks were 250 million bushels tighter than what uh, the pre-report estimates were. So USDA kind of tacked onto that again today by taking feed demand up retroactively in the 19 crop. That brought our carry out down for last year. It lowered the carry in for the 2021 marketing year. As far as new crop balance sheet adjustments, planted acres were down 200,000. The big whammy was the yield was down 3.8 bushels. That was far below uh, market expectations. So uh, beginning stocks, production, and supply all down. Uh, When we look at the demand side of the ledger, the USDA did attempt to try to keep this balance sheet intact today. Uh, But we did see uh, feed and residual cut by 50 million bushels. Uh, We saw food seed and industrial down 100, uh, of which that was all ethanol demand that got cut. uh, As we saw the, the the pace through the first quarter was a little bit slower with some tougher margins. Uh, and then surprisingly, and this one maybe maybe as big a shocker as the yield was export demand down 100 million bushels to 2.55 billion. Uh, so overall usage was down 250 million today. 
Uh, supplies were down 400 million. So supply was down by more than what the demand was. Overall, the carryout gets cut 150 million bushels down to 1.552 billion. Stocks to use goes from 11.5% in December to 10.6% today. Uh, so pretty bullish setup. The market didn't take long to get lock limit higher. Uh, we look at the stocks report that was also friendly. Uh, corn stored in all positions was 11.3 billion bushels. Uh, 7.5, 0.05 billion was stored on farms. Uh, so stocks numbers on the farm are down 1%. Off-farm stocks uh, were up a percent. Overall, what this stocks report will do for us is it kind of allows us to back into feed usage for the first quarter. Uh, if you look at those numbers, we have an implied feed usage uh, that was up 4% year over year. Uh, so friendly set of numbers today, Doug. What were your key takeaways from all of that? I guess my key takeaway from this is to plan for the unexpected. Uh, with cuts in yields and cut in uh, stocks across the board here, it's going to lead to higher prices later. Yeah, I mean, we saw that reaction right off the cuff. I mean, what uh, as you look through the revisions, which one stands out to you the most? To me, the cut in the corn yield, I guess, stood out the most. I wasn't expecting a cut of 3.8 bushel. Yeah, well, uh, you know, market was looking for something a little bit softer today, so that was certainly the surprise. Uh, when you look at the demand revisions, any numbers uh, stick out to you? The uh, cut in the export number was kind of a surprise to me. I thought we'd maintain that number. You know, export sales have been pretty robust uh, in the early going, and certainly there's a lot of smart money uh, that's predicting that, you know, the total export book this year is probably closer to 2.7, 2.8 billion, and the USDA cuts it by 100 million bushels a day down to 2.55. So really going to be interesting to see how that all comes together. Um, a big piece of that is going to be what does Brazil's second crop corn look like? And when they get these beans harvested, they're going to step in and, uh, and plant that crop. So it's going to line up with the U.S. spring uh, about the same time. So we're going to get a look at South American growing conditions then about the same time that U.S. planters are, uh, are hitting the fields. Um, you know, Doug, as we think about the corn market going forward, what do today's numbers uh, set us up for, I guess, uh, with, with corn going forward? There's many unknowns, as Luke mentioned here, with the safrina crop getting ready to go on the ground in South America. If there's any issues down there, that could lead to even more volatility, which uh, leads into proper risk management and always maintain some flexibility in your marketing plan. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, what are some things that you like? You know, what are what buttons are you pressing, so to speak, after uh, seeing today's information? To me, this shows the importance of maintaining some upside in the market with some calls and uh, properly manage those when you do have equity built in those. So g give us an example uh, of a tactical move, you know, that a producer could take today. How do we how do we implement what you just talked about? A tactical move that we have done here recently is we roll our calls up. And when I say we roll a call up, we may sell uh 1120 call, for instance, on a bean, and we may buy an 1140 call and we'll capture 15 cents or more when we trade that transaction. Sure. So you're booking a little bit of the profit as you roll it up, but you're still maintaining overall length in the market. So if it does continue to rally, uh, you know, you, you are participating. You're along for the ride, so to speak. Yes. You want to manage some of that deep in the value, deep in the money value out of those options. Okay. Uh, corn wise, you know, if, if a producer's sitting on a healthy chunk of old crop corn, uh, how do we implement a strategy like this? I would suggest selling corn and look at buying May or July calls at this point. That's what I would look at. Spend 25 to 30 cents on a call. Okay, so uh, let's go through some what ifs. Let's say corn uh, peaks out here for whatever reason. We have a black swan event that comes and, and uh, takes the corn market aggressively lower. What happens with 
uh, our producer in this example you just provided. That call may maintain a little bit of value at that time, depending on how far we drop. It'll have some time value possibly, but the corn is sold, which is the main advantage here. You've got your grain sold, and you, but you've still got the flexibility of having some upside with that option should things continue to move higher. What's the maximum amount that I can lose in a situation like this? Your premium you spend. Okay, so that 20 to 30 cents that I'm spending for that upside market crashes, goes down a buck, that's the most I'm going to lose. Right. Okay. Uh, on the flip side, market rallies another dollar. We go to six bucks, which we're not saying that's going to happen. But if it goes to six dollars, how does that position benefit you? It increases in value. It'll vary by what call we buy initially here. Okay. So uh, it kind of depends if it's close to the money, out of the money, how aggressively we rally, all those different factors. Right. Kind of, uh, and how much time's left in the option. Okay. Okay. Well, certainly a, a good strategy to build a floor. Essentially, that's what we're doing. Yes, sir. Uh, because there's a worst case, you know, uh, stated up front and uh, we participate if the market goes up. Okay. Well, volatile times uh, are certainly prodding us to take a peek at some of those solutions and that's an appropriate one given the circumstances. So uh, crazy stuff in corn today, lock limit higher. Uh, you know, what does that mean for producers? I mean, we haven't seen a limit move in corn in some time. 25 cents is our limit today. Those can change, but that's where it is. What does lock limit higher mean, Doug? It would indicate that there are more buyers and there are willing sellers and the market will just lock waiting for more sellers to enter the market. Yeah, I mean, the market, uh, the, the CME is going to dictate how far any commodity can move in a given day in one session. Uh, it just so happens for corn that that, that, that price is 25 cents. Um, so yeah, you're saying there were more buyers at that limit price than willing sellers. And so we're just kind of stuck. Right. And that's a good indicator of some strong demand and surprise to the market. Yeah, big surprise today, a little bit of a shocker to kind of support the bullish narrative and uh, the bulls remain in control, firmly in control of this market. All right, let's transition over to the soybean side of things. Uh, friendly set of numbers from the on the soybean side today, we did get that carryout number below 150 million, which seemed to be kind of a line in the sand that people were discussing today that came in at 140. Uh, but going through the adjustments there, there were a few old crop adjustments. Uh, exports were taken higher for the 19 crop retroactively by 6 million bushels. Um, net net carryout doesn't change because residual usage was down. Um, as we look to the new crop or the current crop uh, adjustments, uh, yield was cut by half a bushel. That was down to 50.2 bushels an acre. Um, so overall production ended up being down 35 million. Uh, the USDA has a problem here, Doug, because we just are running this carry out to a pipeline type status. You just don't have a lot of options when, when uh, demand is this healthy. So with that in mind, they did bump imports by 20 million bushels. Probably going to see some Canadian soybeans as well as uh, Brazilian supplies at some point uh, later this summer hitting the U.S. ports. Um, when you look at crush demand, just really strong crush margins have been good enough to continue to see that industry set monthly records. So uh, crush demand was up 5 million to 2.2 billion bushels. Uh, exports, of course, have been on a historic run. Uh, the USDA uh, acknowledged that by bumping those higher 30 million to 2.230. Uh, residual usage cut by 13 million. So overall, usage goes up 21 million bushels. Ending stocks get cut 35, and we are now down to 140 million bushels. Stocks to use ratio is getting close to 3%. So that was the full US, or that was the full supply and demand updates. We go to the stocks report today. Uh, overall, stocks as of DS1 were 2.93 billion. That was down 10% from a year ago on the heels of a robust export program, of course. Uh, On farm stocks down 14% from a year ago, 
and commercial stocks uh, down 6%. So overall, uh, indicated disappearance up 43% year over year. So uh, beans have just been tugged on rather, rather aggressively uh, year over year. So Doug, key takeaways from this report from your chair. As Luke indicated, we're down to pipeline stocks on the beans here. So the job of the market is now to, fun- is to ration demand. What do you mean ration demand, Doug? We need to slow demand down. And the way to do that is with higher prices. You just shake out some of the users. Okay. So we have to find a price that's so unattractive to me as a consumer of soybeans that I just don't want to buy them anymore. I or just... you look for an alternative replacement. Okay. Uh, well, and I think you're right. You know, we saw the import number go up 20 million today. At some point, the price has to get high enough to uh, make the math work to import foreign soybeans uh, into the U.S. And the U.S. had sent a boat to Brazil, uh, what was that, a month ago? Uh, kind of for the same reason. So we're kind of into that wonky time where, you know, the carryout's so tight that you're seeing some some uncharacteristic moves in how beans move logistically. Um, but that's the situation uh, that we're in right now. Uh, when we talk about Brazil, uh, you know, certainly watching their current crop conditions, that's been a big reason why we've uh, push this market this hard and this fast. But uh, I think folks need to realize that South America is getting ready to harvest a pretty dang good crop. Uh, we've been talking about how dry it is, but Brazil's been getting good enough rains in December, and uh, they're forecasted to have a record uh, harvest this year. 133 million metric tons is where the USDA had them. They did pull Argentina down by 2 million metric tons, but overall, South America is getting ready to harvest uh, a record crop as it appears today. Uh, other thoughts, Doug, uh, as you look at the at the demand revisions or supply revisions uh, from the numbers today, uh, what can you say about the bean market? The ending stocks is the one that jumps out at me the most, just pipeline stocks. So that just tells me that we're going to have to watch things pretty close. And like Luke said, we'll watch the South American crop and see how that comes in as far as yields go. Absolutely. We, uh, we're going to get the million-dollar question, I'm sure you do every day, is how high is this bean market going to go? That's unknown. We'll know at the end when it was here. Absolutely. We, we look at, uh, you know, regression analysis with stocks to use numbers, and uh, we haven't been at 3% or a number close to that since 2012. Um, and everybody re- recalls uh, price action, you know, that year. So uh, ending stocks relative to total use is as tight as it's been uh, since that year. And we were sub 100 million bushels uh, in 2012. So you get down to a pipeline level where the amount of beans in transit just has to equal a certain amount. And we're, we're pretty much there in soybeans. So the job of the market now is to find a price where we can start to ration demand. And that's hard to do in beans. You know, bean demand is pretty inelastic. It's a protein uh, source in feed rations, and it's kind of hard to just not feed animals. So you've probably seen DDG values in corn go up. That's actually helped the ethanol margin uh, when we look at that. So uh, protein, a key driver in this rally. Okay, uh, we think about price direction for beans and just some strategies for the producers. What are some things you're talking about, Doug, with maybe old crop beans, which, hey, those seem to be hard to find. But maybe on the new crop side, some producers are starting to, to get started there, you know, with new crop sales. What are things you're talking to farmers about in the bean market? I've been looking at doing some November puts on beans to get some floors put under beans for now. What are you buying and how are you managing those? We bought some 1040 puts last week at 29 cents. It was a good trade. And how will you manage that? We'll manage forward. those similar to how we manage calls. It, the main difference being you'll spend money on a put and you'll raise your floor. So as the market rallies away from you, you can kind of 
uh, ratchet the put up to kind of follow the market as you as you rally. Is that right? Yes, we'll sell the put that we own and buy the next higher strike and do those at a certain percentage to maintain our ratios of where we want them to be. Absolutely. So way to protect your sales, but also not cap your upside. Right. Main thing being too, we're not trying to outguess the market. We just manage what the market gives us and move accordingly. Absolutely. Well, the volatility is probably expected. And, uh, you know, when the carryouts get this tight, it gets hard to predict price uh, just because we are so uh, thin. Keep in mind, you know, the fund positions are, are uh, record status when we start thinking of non-commercial positions. That's your, your speculative money. Uh, so there's a lot of activity in these markets right now. But, you know, you also have the outside market noise, Doug, going on with uh, cheap dollar, cheap interest, inflation uh, has been a conversation, yes. you know, as we think about coming out of COVID, all those things. So a lot going on in the commodity world right now that's uh, just crazy from where we were seven months ago. Good discussion on a busy day, Doug. As we look ahead, you know, what are three things that farmers can be thinking about as we get into February? Good one to start with. I would identify our break-evens where things are going to be because as the market rallies, we may see our inputs increase in price too because not only are commodity prices increasing for our grains, but also crude oil fertilizer prices may make a move higher. So that'll that'll change your break-evens, maybe cost of production, and obviously February insurance averaging is coming up here as well. So we we'll, should start out pretty good price this year. It appears that way. Uh, you know, the highest one we're going to have in some time. Uh, you know, you mentioned a key thing on inputs, and that's not something we've talked too much about on this program, not to claim ourselves as experts there on the grain side, but you're absolutely right. Crude oil over $50 a barrel. Uh, you know, so some of your energy products are probably going up. Fertilizer, you know, you're going to have more people chasing uh, a profitable situation, so you tend to see fertilizer demand go up. Uh, chemistry, all those things can increase. Um, you know, as the, as the grain price rallies. So manage both ends of that revenue picture, that revenue equation with costs and inputs, and uh, also on the output side on your grain. I think one of the key things we talked about today was uh, some different floor ideas. You know, how high, how high could it go? We don't know. You know, nobody can predict how high it's going to go. One thing you can do is defend, uh, the, you know, the profits that we have available to us today with different floor strategies. So uh, I think you gave us two, Doug sell grain and buy a call to cover that position, or just buy puts outright. Uh, each of those strategies can work well for the producers, right? Yes. The main thing is we're maintaining flexibility so we can react to the market if it has a change. Absolutely. And it probably will. Yes, sir. Well, Doug, appreciate you coming on today. Uh, that's going to do it for the January edition following a crazy day in the grain markets. Again, corn limit higher, 25, beans up 45. Uh, and probably looking up as these carryouts continue to tighten. We're going to talk to you next month in February. Stay safe. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the CVA Grain Exchange. Stay up to date on all things CVA Grain by signing up for our grain emails at cvacoop.com grain or follow us on social media at Central Valley Ag on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next month, and until then, stay safe.